All right, we've made it to our second Friday here, the Damon Bruce Show on the plus, baby. Damon Bruce Plus, everybody's newest favorite YouTube channel. It's wonderful to have you along once again today. Let me make sure I've muted all the correct things to mute so we sound as professional as humanly possible here on the plus. We got an awful lot for you today. Well, that's almost a bit of an exaggeration. We almost have one thing for you today, but it's an awful lot on Warriors and Kings. That's where we're going to spend our time this afternoon. And we are going to just quickly start with one note about baseball. Just real quick, and then we're going Warriors the rest of the way because, look, we got a little baseball action and we got a little baseball news, and that news is that Logan Webb has been extended by the San Francisco Giants. It is a uh, five-year extension beginning in 2024 through the 2028 season, and it's worth $90 million to Logan Webb. He hasn't necessarily gotten off to a great start this year, so hopefully that's uh, some news that's going to put his mind at ease uh, Logan Webb is a really good pitcher. Is he a number one? I don't know. He's a light number one, a strong number two. Maybe he does turn into the ace that the Giants hope that he can be. He hasn't started like that this year, but he's got 12 million guaranteed. No, excuse me, 8 million guaranteed in 24, 12 million in 2025. And then it goes 23, 23, 24 through 2028. So I don't want to spend any time in another man's pocket. Congratulations to Logan Webb and all the other webs around. If you want to watch any Giants baseball today, you're going to have to watch it on the radio unless you have Apple Plus because that is where the game is this afternoon. It's not on any local TV. So KNBR, if you're a Giants fan, is where you're going to be finding your team this afternoon. And they play day baseball in Detroit. I know that the the A's are coming off a terrible road trip. They're going to be back at the Coliseum. They've got the Mets tonight, and the Mets are going to be the next home opponent for the Giants once they come back from their six-game road trip. So there you go. That's all the baseball you basically need this Friday afternoon because we got a Friday night that is going to wrap up the NBA play-in tournament, Bulls and Heat, Thunder and Timberwolves, and then once those two games go final, we will know what the playoff picture looks like around the entire NBA. But the biggest picture that we're going to be watching and paying attention to obviously around here is the very fact that the Warriors and Kings are getting going here and will the dynasty be extended what does what what do the Warriors need to do to extend the dynasty like if they reach the Western Conference Finals do they have to win another championship for us to say yeah the dynasty still got some life and some legs to it if they got to win an NBA championship for that to be the X marks the spot, maybe this is the end of the dynasty. But I don't think the dynasty ends here. I don't think it ends in the opening round. And I've got an awful lot of respect for the Kings, so much so I'm going to give the Warriors a full-on piece of advice that you don't want to go to a Game 7 against the Sacramento Kings up the Golden 1 Center. And that's part of the reason, but not the only reason, why I'm saying Warriors in six. One of the biggest reasons right here on the t-shirt today, this guy, he tends he tends to win things when things are to be won. Steph Curry steps up. He steps into that void. He had the moment that everyone said his career must have when he got to Boston last year facing a game that would be, you know, put the Warriors on brink of elimination. He had a career game. He was spectacular. He needs to be pretty spectacular, and the Warriors absolutely need some consistency to start appearing consistently. 
I mean, I, those two things go together, do they not? Consistency, consistently. The Warriors need to be consistent, consistently as they step into what Draymond has called the 16-game season, where 16 wins gets you an NBA title. Look, Curry needs his 30. Clay needs his 20. Poole needs his 20. But Andrew Wiggins, it is on you, Andrew, to be that X factor once again. The Warriors are world beaters one night. They're easily beaten the next. That's something that clearly they're going to need to work on. I think the Kings, because look, this, this, this series offers offense on offense. We got hard cutting, hard to defend in the half court, hard to defend in the open court. Definitely you know, dedicated to the pace that they play at a couple of basketball teams where defense is going to appear, but it's not going to rear its head and hang out on the court all game long. There's still going to be moments of this feels like a regular season game because these two teams are just scoring in bunches. I think we're going to see that. Draymond Green has to be spectacular. He needs to be spectacular and, and, you know, since we've talked so much about defense, we keep on saying he's got to be great defensively. He's going to have to be great offensively, too. Draymond Green this year led the Warriors in assists per game. He is the initiator of an awful lot of their offense, especially in half-court set pieces. He needs to be Johnny on the spot, locked in, careful with the basketball, and then aggressive getting that ball back when he's playing defense. He and Sabonis and Looney, I mean... They need to create a back line that Sabonis has to get an, a, an awful lot of banged up to just go through. Looney and Draymond are going to, I think, need they need to be allowed to be a bit more physical. And how these games are officiated might go an awfully long way into the outcome. And it's been a terrible year for NBA officiating, just across the board. And that's not a, 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 a I think every single fan base has a legitimate complaint with the way officials who across the board are just not up to the task game after game after game. So hopefully when they decide to start calling a game a certain way, they stick to that game plan the entire way through. Because again, consistency is what you're looking for in the postseason from everyone, not just the players, not just the coaches, but the officials as well. A foul in the first quarter is still a foul with two seconds to play in the fourth quarter and vice versa. You know, you've got to have some consistency, so that's what the Warriors are absolutely looking for. I mean, role players are going to go a long way to shuffling this one through. It's, you know, Malik Monk, Harrison Barnes. Who would have ever thought that Harrison Barnes, a member of that Warriors' first championship piece, is now in Sacramento, and he's basically an afterthought. Every single person I've heard discuss the Warriors has left Harrison Barnes out of the conversation. Hopefully he stays out of the conversation for the Warriors because if he turns into a, oh, the Senator had a great game, that could be a game that goes the way the Kings are looking for it to go. It's going to be really interesting to see what the crowd dynamics look like in both these arenas. If you're Sacramento, you can't be letting Warriors fans in. You really can't. This has to be your moment, especially game one. That can't be the sell it off game. So we'll see how many Kings are represented at Golden One Center as opposed to the Warriors fans. So you know you're gonna they're gonna find their way in there. They're gonna get in there. I don't know what the 
other side of that coin is going to look like when the series moves down to Chase Center, starting on what I believe that game is. Well, game one is Saturday, two is Monday, then Thursday, I believe, is game three at Chase Center. And you got to make a prediction. We're in the prediction business. I think it's Warriors and six. I really do. I really do. I think that they have it in them to get through this round. This is the right opponent for them. It really is. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. And if you're in a Sacramento Kings fan, you shouldn't even take that disrespectfully. You shouldn't at all. This is the right opponent for the Warriors. This is unfortunately for the Kings. I know you want to talk yourself into it being the right opponent, but it still isn't. The defending champs sitting at a six seed with that feeling of we haven't seen the best of them yet. That's going to be a hard thing for Sacramento to overcome. It really, really will. You know, we got a whole bunch of stars out there, and we're going to have shots that we're watching, and our eyes are going to be on things other than transition defense and rebounds. Transition defense and rebounds are going to go a long way to telling the tale in every single one of these games. They're the two things that the teams have struggled in. Both these teams know how to get out and run in the open floor. Both these teams get run past in the open floor. Who can slow down the other team's aggressive nature? Who can slow down De'Aaron Fox? I mean, that's a question every single team in the league asks itself. It's harder to do than it is to talk about. He can go around anyone in this league. So the Warriors are going to have to build some fences, some walls for him to go through, around, over, and under. How physical this game is allowed to be is going to go a long way into how De'Aaron Fox feels about going to the rim, how Steph Curry, Jordan Poole feel about going to the rim. Crazy, game-changing energy from Draymond. We know what evil Draymond does. And I say evil Draymond in the best possible way. Not the evil got ejected Draymond, but that just on the edge of losing control and now all of a sudden his name is trending and oh, everybody in the world on Twitter is complaining about him. That's exactly who this team needs. That's who they need to show up in this postseason, especially in this first round series against the Kings because look, pulling the Kings out into unfamiliar water and drowning them is the series plan. Sacramento's had a great year. Sacramento's got a lot to be proud of. Sacramento has never tasted basketball like this, not with any of these guys attached to the team. The last time the Kings were in the postseason, the only one in that locker room who was on that team was the equipment manager. It is a whole new group. And Mike Brown might have an awful lot of coaching experience, high leverage games, but I don't think you just confer that right on to the team that you're coaching. you got to feel the postseason before you're comfortable in it. For a lot of these guys, they're going to be getting their first full taste of the postseason. Fascinating stuff. It's going to be, I think, a highly entertaining series. Uh, I'm ready for it. And look, as we're figuring out what we do here on the plus on the Damon Bruce show, which happens live from 11 till about 11.30, 11.40, and then everything we do is converted into a podcast. I've gotten some feedback from you, from a couple of media experts, from people whose ears are on, their eyes are on the YouTube channel, then their ears go on the podcast, and we've done a little listening to it as well. And I think come Monday... 
we're going to have a little bit of a new format to offer up. We're basically, the first few minutes of the show are me kind of recapping the day's big headlines, what everyone's going to be talking about today, then diving into one thing a bit deeper, and then wrapping up in about a 25-minute span playing the video that says, and like that, he's gone, and that's going to be the podcast. Meanwhile, after that, and like that, he's gone, is done playing, we're going to keep hanging out here on YouTube. That's when we're going to have a little something. I think Jillian and I were, were considering calling it Club Plus, where we start really getting into the chats because the folks in the chats are unbelievable. What a community you're building. Unfortunately, the chat doesn't play nearly as well on the podcast as it does the YouTube channel. So we're going to kind of separate the two so we get to maximize everyone's uh, picadillos, if you will. A straight 25-minute, right-to-the-point podcast that is turned around and available for you. And then we're going to club plus it and hang out and talk to our friends like Ernie and Rockin' New Era and Tom and Daniel and the man himself we all know is Otis Bird the Third, the postman in Capitola. An awful lot of people want to hang out and chit-chat. It's great to do. I certainly want to do it with you, but it does not sound great on the podcast to have someone's you know, avatar come up and then their comments come up. It looks great on the YouTube page, but on the podcast, it leaves a little to be desired. So in the interest of serving everyone the best way, I think we're going to have a new, easy to follow, fun format. And I do not have a booger, by the way. I do have a nose hair that is just like somewhere on the rim, somewhere on the rim of the nostril. And it's it, with every breath I take, with every word I say, it's tickling the nostril. So if you see me kind of like doing this, we're not booger inspecting. See, this is another one. doesn't play well on the podcast because I'm asking you to look at something and you can't look at it on the podcast. I am thumbing the tip of my nose. That is a little little tickle that I had on the tip of the nose. Ah, that's good water. Staying dehydrated or hydrated because you don't want to get dehydrated. And this is good advice, by the way. Uh, if you are a fan of the fish, welcome to spring tour, everybody. Starts tonight up in Seattle. It's going to be in Berkeley Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. My wife and I are going to be in Berkeley Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Yes, I've dragged Jillian into my radio career. I've dragged her into fishdom. Um, I'm, 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 I've, I've changed her life drastically. Hopefully she still considers it for the better <laughs> um clarence is saying and i know i'm, I'm kind of going back on my word here but we're gonna have the all new format on monday but clarence is saying dubs in five is the correct prediction you know dubs in five we, we got a few people weighing in with dubs in five dubs in five i like it i like it i really do i haven't believed in them enough to say that yet. I'm, I'm not just going to give them the gentleman's sweep benefit of the doubt. If they do it, we will start reevaluating what this team's playoff aspirations might really truly be when it's all said and done. But I just think that the Kings are enough of that scrappy, going to pick up two games just because cause they're fi- – and, and look, they got an offense that knows how to score. Until I see the Warriors deploy a defense that knows how to stop anything, anyone, any action, 
any level of scoring, because I haven't seen much of it all year, until I see it, I gotta say, I gotta say, Warriors and six. Warriors and six, by the way, is no insult, based on the fact they're the sixth seed. I mean, just comfortably picking the sixth seed to beat the three usually doesn't happen in the postseason. Again, it's a little bit of a very weird feeling that both of these teams have going into this series. You know, if Andrew Wiggins were all up to speed, yeah, okay, maybe then I'd join you in the Warriors in five, and I feel better about that. I I don't know if it's going to take one or two games for Andrew Wiggins to start to figure out how to pedal on the bike that he rode so well at times in the regular season. He did a great job being that X-factor in Boston in the NBA Finals against Dallas last year. By the way, we've got a little news on the Mavericks that we're about to get to. But um, what Andrew Wiggins am I getting? If I know I'm getting the Andrew Wiggins that played in the NBA Finals last year, absolutely. Hell with it. Warriors in five. Feeling himself out, Andrew Wiggins? That's why I say Warriors in six, just to leave a little wiggle room there. And I will keep on saying you just don't want to see a game seven, even though that's the game where all the Warriors experience and prowess and knowledge of how to win big tight games with the whole world watching is supposed to pay off the most but I just I don't think the Warriors want to be in a gots to have it situation on the road against a team that let's face it if the Kings are sitting there in a game seven their fan base won't need to convince them that they can win the series they're going to believe the Warriors need to snatch a little belief and as I'm thinking about it in real time, let me let me amend my Warriors and Six prediction to just this. If the Warriors do win game one, Warriors and Five becomes a massive reality. If they split up there, Warriors and Six still feels about right. But if they win that game one, that's going to really put the Kings on front street for game two, and they know there is no chance that they are living and breathing anywhere in this postseason beyond this series if they're down 0-2 to the Golden State Warriors with two games coming up at Chase Center. That would be that. We all know that. Like, that would be maybe El Sweepo. Now, see, now, now, we're, now we're getting goofy. Now we're doing fanboy radio, and I don't want to do fanboy radio. I also don't want to do doom and gloom radio. I heard some of that was happening. Look, choose who you listen to. Choose to come to the plus. You're just going to get it straight here. That's how we're going to give it to you. Uh, NBA Finals MVP odds. Giannis leading the group. He's going off at 3-1. to one. Jason Tatum at 5-1. to one. Kevin Durant is also at 5-1. to one. In fourth place, Steph Curry going off at 17-2. to So, you know, in order to win the NBA Finals, you got to be in the NBA Finals. So we'll see if the Warriors really get there. Steph has the fourth best odds, but I really don't think that this is a Steph one-man army party. This has got to be a team again. This has really got to be a team that leans on elements of depth, which haven't come quite through for them in the regular season. Jonathan Kaminga, Got to be felt out there. Can't be a where Bayesian blend into the game Jonathan Kaminga. He's got to be felt out there. Dante DiVincenzo has to be working those backdoor cuts and passes. And Draymond's got to find him when he does those things. Jordan Poole can't turn into a guy who becomes an untrusted agent because he's playing just a little too fast and a little too sloppy. 
Jordan pulls a little too sloppy, or dribbles off the ankle, stepping out of bounds. Free turnovers. Just here you go. Bonus possession. It's a good way to put yourself in Dutch when you're playing a team that has a historically significant offense. I will say this, though, that historically significant offense, and we've seen the Warriors march into the postseason with historically significant offense, it's never the, the Kings' historically significant offense has never faced NBA playoff-level defense. So let's see how historically significant it continues to be. I've seen the Warriors have a historically significant offense, step into the NBA playoffs, and almost get better. Like, this team really does make love to pressure. But can they keep on doing it? It's going to be fascinating to watch it all and find out. Um, I told you we had a little news on the Dallas Mavericks. Let me get into that right here. The NBA find the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban, $750,000 for tanking. The game in question was an April 7th game against the Chicago Bulls while the team was still in contention for the play-in tournament. And they sat all of their key players. Everyone that mattered, they sat. Everything that Kyrie touches turns to less than. I won't say it dies. Because Kyrie's a good player, but Kyrie really is a subtraction by addition. He will provide you an awful lot of action around the rim. He can hit a three, he can run an offense, and he can also take your team and neuter its desire to compete. He does that. I don't know why. I can't explain it, but... He wears out his welcome quickly, and I'm not saying that it was Kyrie's decision to sit and tank that game. That's why Kyrie's not fine that money today, but the Dallas Mavericks are. But there really is something to dysfunction showing up wherever Kyrie is. It happens enough for you to think, well, maybe there's something there. And I'm not saying that the Dallas Mavericks are the picture of functional, but they were in the Western Conference Finals just last year, and this year they're not in the playoffs. So things didn't exactly happen the way that they wanted it to. The plans that Luka made along the way were dashed. There's no doubt about that. Before we start hopping into the chat today, and we're just going to keep it normal, but starting Monday... We're going to do a powerful, streamlined 25, 30 minutes for you. Hit the end like that, he's gone. That's where it gets clipped. That becomes the podcast. And then we're going to hang out in Club Plus and just kind of chop it up with all this great crowd and the loyal listeners and supporters that I have all over this text line. You, you guys and gals are absolutely awesome. We have a little community building here. And this isn't a community fostered by a station. This isn't a community fostered by uh, a whole bunch of different shows that, you know, you've decided to support. This is a community that you've chosen to be in to come and support me. It means so much. It means so much. Thank you so very much. You guys have touched me. You gals have touched me. Ooh, gals are touching me. But seriously, you, you've really touched us in the last two weeks. It's been very interesting, stepping into this brand new space that we're now trying to not just do well in, 
but start to really dominate in. And we got our subscription rising. Our podcast downloads are rising. If you're in the chat right now, what are you, 97 of you watching right now? There should be 97 likes. Hit that like button. Don't be shy. Hit that subscribe button. Do not be shy. Download the podcast. Do not be shy. Whole bunch of not shy people. How about this? Two quick things, and then we're going to start looking at, at, at who's hanging out in the chat today. Uh, Allison Jessup, who is at Ruling Sports on Twitter, she hosts uh, some media classes. She's a professor down at Pepperdine, I believe. Um, she shared a tweet that I thought was really interesting, and it's another reason why I feel not so bad about not being on the radio and very happy to be operating into a space that is officially growing and people are using the podcast space, the social media space, the YouTube space. This season, the NBA generated a record 18 billion views across social media platforms. 18 billion views across social media platforms. That is the most of any sports league. Now, I know that you know, the NFL is king, but the NBA is going to be turning around to television networks to strike a new TV deal. And, you know, the, the rumor is, is it's going to be worth twice the current deal. Well, with numbers and ratings now losing to women's NCAA tournament games, like the women's NCAA tournament game, that Iowa was playing in against, I don't know if it was the game against LSU, the title game, or the game before that, it got a better rating than any NBA game. So a lot of people are like, well, what's the NBA really worth? Well, the NBA, in terms of raw viewership data, might have lost to Caitlin Clark in Iowa, but in terms of eyeballs across social media, the NFL wishes it were the NBA. 18 billion views against all social media platforms, the most of any league. The, the league drew 14 million new followers, and 70% of the NBA's social media following is international. That is a monster number. 50% of the following, and this is the biggest number, is under 25 years old. Roger Goodell would cut his wife's head off with a rusty machete to have a data point that says 50% of people watching football are under 25 years old. As popular as football is, that's not the truth. Major League Baseball would sell everything precious that it had to have a number returned to them like that. One of the reasons why ultimately leaving radio for the time being is hardly this devastating thing to my career is because... 25-year-olds ain't listening to radio. Every 25-year-old and younger is on YouTube for hours a day, downloading podcasts, gobbling up audio content all by themselves. The television does not matter. The teams that they claim to be fans of aren't necessarily games they're looking to watch. What did my favorite player do? Let me see the highlight. I feel good about my fandom. It's certainly not the way I was wired. And it's it's I, I'm having to rewire 
my own broadcasting brain moving into this space. Stretching out all of my ideas over the course of three hours is a great way to doom myself in this space. Giving it all to you as best as I can, as coherently and as fast and as concisely as I can, that's the secret over here. That's what the data is showing us. So hopefully we figure it out before it's all said and done. I got I to gotta kill the old man brain and reawaken or just give birth to the new young man in this digital space that I am, I'm, I'm at least pretending to be. And I think we've been pretending pretty well through two weeks here. Final note before we hop into the chat room and start hanging out with you there. Uh, happy trails and fare thee well to a longtime Bay Area media member, John Crumpacker, who wrote for an awful lot of papers, had a run with the Chronicle, the Merck, and came from Cal. He was a Berkeley Golden Bear, and he was the rare sports writer who really, really loved track and field and Olympic competition. He almost preferred covering that to the major sports. I, I got to know John just a little, just polite, hello, how are yous? But the Bay Area sports media... All you need to do is hop on Twitter today to see an awful lot of people feel terrible that they've lost a friend. So, John Crump, John Crumpacker, fare thee well. Go ahead and have yourself a, a wonderful career from the press box in the sky. So, look, we start with our friend Otis Bird the Third. It is nice to have Logan Webb around long term. Yeah, look, he might not be off to a really good start, but I do think he's a very good pitcher. So I am definitely sure that everyone involved is happy. Oh, by the way, so I just have Raymond Ritter of the Golden State Warriors has given me a call. I'm going to have to send Raymond to voicemail right now, but I'm sure that's approving the credential since I'm covering the NBA playoffs for AMP, uh, which is the Amazon kind of chat room. And we're going to be doing some live stuff on AMP. And I have like four people following me there right now. So if you're looking to get right to the line of talking, that is a great place to uh, seek me out. We'll be doing that after some NBA playoff games throughout the entirety of the NBA playoffs. Whether the Warriors are in it or not, I'm sort of covering the NBA playoffs for AMP. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And apparently I can do anything I want, including playing a ton of music, which Jeff Bezos has already like certified and copyrighted and I can play it. So uh, we're going to be getting down. I can promise you that. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I asked earlier, what indeed do you want the Warriors to do? No doubt here. Michael says win the chip. I don't know if they're about to be NBA champions, but I said that exact same thing last year, and they turned into NBA champions, so we'll see it. Uh, Stacy, thank you very much. Loves the content, and uh, I hope uh, I, I, she also says she loves Apple there, and I, I hope you have Apple because if you want to watch the San Francisco Giants tonight, they are on Apple. Only championships matter. There's an awful lot of that going on here. It's amazing how quickly Warriors fans change a tune, right? The team that couldn't, the, the gang that couldn't shoot straight now is saying only titles, only titles. No wonder why people think Warriors fans became arrogant. 
Ray here. Hold on. Ray here says, uh, hold on. I, there it is. Because when the line starts moving, some should put Raymond Ritter on speakerphone. Nah, 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 nah. We don't want to go ambushing. Not, I mean, first of all, the king of Bay Area media relations, I'm sure, would have handled it with a great aplomb. But no, we're not going to ambush Ray and just put him on uh, on speaker. But I will get back to him in, in just a moment here. Let's see. This is a question uh, from Rockin' New Era 84, who is, man, you are among the most loyal Rockin' New Era. I wish I knew what your actual name was because I feel like I should call you by your name. You've been such a wonderful member of what we're doing here. Can you ever have Raymond Ritter on as a guest? Yeah. I'd love to at some point. I'd love to at some point. We haven't even started really thinking about the guests. Like, we're just trying to get me up and running here and trying to figure out how I am doing this right or wrong before we start dragging people in to do it right or wrong with me. So we're just trying to get our feet under the ground, and then maybe, maybe, maybe we will eventually figure it all out. Curry Magic says, been listening since 2010. Now he's in Idaho. Uh, Keep it up. The Plus Crew gotcha. I'm telling you, I believe you. I feel it. It's just, it's unbelievable. The response, you've been fantastic. Right here, little tribute to Leandro Barbosa. We are championship. Oh, so we going to be championship. Yes, the question comes in often from Zeus this time. Can we have Ray Ratto on here? Yes, we can have Ray Ratto on here. The Severance Boys will be back with a vengeance at some point in time. I can promise you that. How about this? What about Mark Ibanez? I got a freaking beautiful phone call from Mark Ibanez the other day. He's just one of the nicest people I've ever met. He's a great guy. Instead of instead of bringing Mark Ibanez on here, what I should do is go up to the vinyl room in his house in Napa, get into his wine cellar. Maybe we'll put one in the air. Me and Ibanez will just talk about Pink Floyd for an hour and a half. <laughs> Sven, Chris Townsend seemed like a great guy on 95.7. Chris doesn't seem like a great guy. He actually is. Yes, I'd love to have Chris on. At some point in time, we'll go ahead and we'll start fishing for everyone. What I really want is for the Warriors to win an NBA championship, and then we can have my pal Nick Wright on and tell him, "Ah, wrong again. (laughs) I thought today on a Friday I would do a a curse word-free program. I think we almost have. Pretty proud of myself. I still got that muscle. I should be able to flex it. Uh, when I need to Damon, what happened to your roll tide intern? Yeah. Uh, he, he gone. He went to, he went to Alabama. He went back to Alabama again. Our interns, they come, they go, and then they're gone. Now me, uh, we, we have no interns here, but it's amazing. I've had a group of college kids, uh, from IU, a couple from ASU, a couple from the Bay area. They've all reached out to me saying, Damon, I've been a fan of yours. I, 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 don't know if I'm ever going to get paid in an internship anywhere. And so if I could have an unpaid internship, could I have one with you? We wouldn't even know what to do with an intern because we don't even know what we're doing yet. But when we do figure it out, we really want to, we want to make this show a space that helps people get into broadcasting. If that's what they want to do. Cause the world of broadcasting is a big, nasty, ugly place these days. Jillian and I were talking about how we need to get guys who are sort of like me 
who want to start a YouTube page, who might have been on the radio, a YouTube channel, uh, there is no playbook for what I'm doing. Like, if you want to go to anywhere and say, well, how do you start a YouTube channel? It's always like, hey, so you're just a random person starting from zero going to YouTube. What happens if you actually have a little bit of an audience? How do you start then? How do you pull an audience from one place to another? Jillian and I are finding this all out for ourselves in real time. We're sort of like writing the playbook for this as it's happening. There's never been anyone who's kind of been thrown into this situation, who's then thrown himself into this situation, I think, as aggressively as we have. Sporticus. Since sports phone, Sporticus likes it unfiltered, which is why you're still here. I am Sporticus. You are the man, Sporticus. Thank you very much. This is from Kevin. Kevin says, you guys are steering Damon wrong. He needs stars, stars, more stars on the show right now. If you have any celebs in your Rolodex, get them on Damon's show. Again, we'll worry about that. I, I want to make sure that the show is worthy of having some stars and some people on it. A little greater reach, greater audience, some bigger numbers. And Again, we haven't even started promoting this yet. Everything you're looking at, every subscriber, every podcast download, that is all happening because my audience... Some of them came storming to find me, and now the rest in the Bay Area are starting to hear what is going on, and they're beginning to trickle in. It's very exciting. Watching this thing grow organically is cool. But, yeah, when we go ahead and we put the the steroids in the veins, woo! look out. Bryant says, talk to Ryan Rossillo. That guy is a great model, great transition. Great podcaster as well. You know, when I do talk to people who know more about podcasting, they tell me, so you're going to have to learn the ins and outs and the little tricks of just the space, but you got the one thing that most people have the most trouble coming up with, and that's the content, like actually having something to say, a specific genre, or, or, you know, where do you work? Well, I work in the, the genre of sports. That's what I do. So, you know, I didn't have to figure out what I wanted to talk about as I'm starting to figure out what I'm trying to do here. Oh, we got a uh, we, we got Kolsky getting nominated. Absolutely. Not only will Kolsky, I hope, eventually come on the show, but he'll, uh, he'll help fill up the ganja jar. I know Matt Kolsky's qualified to do both things, talk sports and fill the ganja jar. That's my guy. Sporticus all around. Someone saying, what? A curse-free show? Come on, Damon, that's no fucking fun. All right, there you go. And I hear you. It is fun. The I'll, I'll tell you, the Max Muncy show from yesterday, I actually watched that, and I made myself laugh. Stop pitching to Max Muncy. And then a, an appropriate amount of swearing after that. It's about the 20-minute mark of yesterday's show. Go check that out. I think that was fun if you haven't checked it out. But, yeah, once again, stop pitching to Max Muncy, for Christ's sakes. You and Kolsky could break down the Chicago Bears, and that's the deal. We're going to be breaking down more than just Bay Area teams. We're not just a Bay Area show anymore. We know where we're planted. We know where we're rooted. We know where most of our fans are are coming from. But we have big things going on, big things. And finally, let me wrap up with this from Sven again. Damon, let me pay for a monthly membership. It's all coming. So here's the deal. I will show you this. This is right off the uh, actual Apple YouTube Studio Creator app. So in order to 
start running ads and accepting sponsorships or people who want to become members of the channel, however that works. I don't even know how it works yet. I don't even know what the language is around it yet. I should probably do a little research. Um, I have to have over 1,000 subscribers. Again, we're over 4,600, so we passed that a long time ago. And I have to have 4,000 public watch hours. Now, I've already eclipsed that, but this counter that is the end-all, be-all is a couple days behind. I am sitting on, needing 4,000 public watched hours, I am sitting on 3,914 hours. So, you know, 80-something hours of public watch time, and we're going to be able to officially get into the YouTube creator program and uh, offer you all the ways if you want to reach out and offer us a little something for what we're doing. It would mean an awful lot. I don't want to ever have to put anything behind a paywall. Uh, Jillian and I are already debating that. She's like, hey, honey, if they're willing to pay for it, do it. I'm just, I, I just, I, I again, I got to rewire my own mind. I never want to give anything to a portion of my audience that I'm not giving to the entire audience. But I'm also learning that there's no such thing as just broadcasting to everybody anymore. They're fractured, fragmented, not fractured, but they're fragmented groups. And the group that might sign up for that is like the group that didn't sign up for it isn't going to be angry at the group that did. I got to rethink everything. Again, we're two weeks in. By the way, I do need to let you know that the guest that I was going to have on today's show, she canceled with me because little Zeppi's dealing with an inner, an inner ear infection. But our friend Gianna is going to be stopping on by next week. I told you we were going to put the whole damn band back together. What about the Duchess? Charles, we cannot afford the Duchess. We're going to have to seriously go through uh, uh, her agent to see if she is still available indeed uh, a weekend telethon. Should we have a weekend? Uh, you know what? Maybe we'll do. Maybe, maybe we'll turn Damon into a charity for just one day. See what we can do. Turn around and spend it all on Metallica whiskey and Ike sandwiches. Don't forget the button vixen. Rip Cougar Rebel. How could we ever? So. What you have just witnessed, my good friends, is the dawn of the plus. We're officially two weeks in now. We're officially two weeks of shows in the books. Come Monday, we got a kind of a new format that we're going to be offering up where we go, hey, how are you? Here are the stories. Here is the one big focus topic of today's show. And then we're going to close the show. And then we're going to start hanging out in Club Plus. The closed show will be the podcast. The Club Plus will be us hanging out over here and having a grand old time doing whatever we want. But we want to make sure that everyone's getting what they want and how they want it. We're going to do the best we can with it. We can't make everybody happy. but We need to optimize this bad boy for maximum success. we got a few people guiding my hand, so we're going to take their hand and be guided the right way. Thank you for joining me here today. Thank you for guiding yourself over to Damon Bruce Plus. The Plus, by the way, here's a little graphic I had made up for Gianna had she joined us today. Gianna Franco, Miss Chula Vista 1994. <laughs> oh, she would have hated that. It would have been great. Anyway, I thank you so very much for being an incredible audience. You guys have really inspired us to figure this all out quickly. 
And we're going to be back on Monday with a vengeance. No more broadcasting. We're narrow casting. We're looking to go specifically right in your brain. Thank you very much for being incredible. It means a lot to me. Have yourself a great weekend. Join me on AMP Saturday night. All you got to do is sign up. It's really easy. Go to AMP, download it, download the app, sign up, and you'll be good to go. You will be good to go. There's no doubt. Wait a minute. I got the TV just turned on over there. That's obnoxious. Sign up for AMP. We're going to go ahead and be hanging out over there come Saturday night around an awful lot of these NBA playoff nights. We're going to be hopping on AMP for about 20 minutes and doing a streamlined, really good uh, show over there and then playing some tunes. And luckily for all of you, I have incredibly great taste in music. So you're going to find out a whole bunch of cool things about music as well. Thanks very much for hanging out with us today. Have yourself a great weekend. Warriors in six, hopefully beginning with a game one win on Saturday. Enjoy Fish Tour. It's underway. Can't wait to see him Monday in Berkeley, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like I said, Thursday show is going to be a little hairy next week. But until then, please do remember that sports don't build character. I love you guys. They reveal it. And like that.